um, that you can deal with failure. Has anyone in this room failed at anything? Three, six of you have, have admitted that you have failed at something. Well, I have failed at a lot of things. And uh, I've learned, though, that failure is not the end of the road. Amen? Come on, failure is not the end of the road. Okay, so we're continuing this series uh, on, on uh, it's not my fault. We're talking about God is, God is a God of, of responsibility and you are to be responsible for your life. Amen? Amen? Okay, so I need you to wake up. All right, wake up. Turn your cell phone off or make it quiet if you don't mind so that we're, we hear from God. Don't worry about Storm Sandy. It's coming. It's going to come tonight or tomorrow morning. Don't worry, okay? You're here right now. We're going to have a water baptism at the end of the service. I'm excited about that. Uh, but right now, we want to key in with what God is going to say. Amen? So if you would, would you just close your eyes and just pray with me. Just, just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, You reign over everything. Lord Jesus, reign over my life. Help me to learn from failures. Help me to learn from hard times. I open up my heart, my mind, and my spirit to your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, okay, so with that, I want to talk about this. Um, I'm going to read a couple places out of, I'm sorry, Joshua 7, I meant 6. Joshua 7 and 8, I meant 7, not 6. Joshua 7 and 8, and let me hear, tell you what's happening. So, so the children of Israel, Joshua is now the leader of Israel. Israel had, if you remember, they wandered in the desert for 40 years. And God told the children of Israel, go into the promised land. They, they disobeyed, so they had to wander in the desert for 40 years. Now, that generation has passed away, and they're moving on. And Joshua, they crossed the Red Sea. They come in, they cross the Jordan River, I'm sorry, and then they come into the promised land. They see a wonderful miracle. Uh, God, they march around the, the city of Jericho. Remember this? This is not a, this is not a fake story, a, a kid's account. This is true, an account. They marched around the city of Jericho. The walls fell. They took the walls of Jericho. And then they began to move on. Now, when they, before they went into the city of Jericho, God gave them a command. He said, he said do not take the devoted things, silver and gold. You, can you just turn me down just a little bit? Just a little bit. They said not to take the devoted things that belong to the Lord. And so um, what happened was one family decided to take them. So here we are. Let's pick it up in Joshua chapter 6. I'm just going to read a little bit. Joshua chapter 7. I'm sorry. I keep going back to 6. 6 was talking about Jericho. 7 now. Joshua 7. one. But the Israelites acted unfaithfully in regard to the devoted things. Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took some of them, so the Lord's anger burned against Israel. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is near Beth-Avon, to, to, Beth, to east of Bethel, and told them, Go up and spy out the region. So the men went up and spied out Ai. Then they returned to Joshua and they said, Not all the people will, will, need to go, will go up against Ai. Send two or three thousand men to take it. Do not weary all the people, for only a few men are there. So about 3,000 men went up, and they were routed by the men of Ai, who killed about 36 of them. They chased the Israelites from the city gate as far as the stone quarries and struck them down on the slopes. At this time, the hearts of the people melted and became like waters. Let me stop there for a second. So here it is. Israel sees this huge victory at the city of Jericho. They, they go back. The, the soldiers say to, to, to Joshua, you don't need to send all of us. Just send about 3,000 of us. There's a small city. We can take it. They go. This small city routes the enemy. So there's a failure. Okay, Israel has a failure. Okay, The failure was they disobeyed God. So here it is. Verse uh, 
chapter 7, verse 6, Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell face down on the ground before the ark of the Lord. Remaining there till evening, the elders of Israel did the same and sprinkled dust on their heads. And Joshua said, O sovereign Lord, why did you deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? If only we had been content to stay on the other side of Jordan. O Lord, what can I say now that Israel has been routed by its enemies? The Canaanites and the other people of the country will hear about this and they will surround us and wipe wipe out your name from the earth. What then will you do for your own great name? And so, so here it is now, Joshua has lost faith. Joshua has failure, and many times when you and I experience failure, sometimes we lose faith, sometimes we lose heart, sometimes we get discouraged. So here, Joshua, a mighty man of God, has seen great things of God. They get routed by a small enemy. It's like the Denver Broncos losing to the New Orleans Saints or something like that. You're supposed to laugh. Some of you are like, what? It's like, okay, I'm just being silly with you, but... It, 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 so, so they lose. Joshua begins to cry out to God, God, what's happened? You've brought us out here to die. And God then responds to them, No, here we go. Pick it up now. Joshua chapter 7, verse 10. Then, then Joshua said, Then the Lord said to Joshua, Stand up. What are, you doing? What, are you, what are you doing down on your face? God is saying that to you and I in our failure. Why are you down on your face? I've not chosen you to, to fail. I've chosen you to grow. Learn from the failure. So basically he says to them, All right, Israel has sinned. They have violated my covenant, verse 11, which I commanded them to keep. They have taken some of the devoted things they have stolen. They have lied. They have put them in their own possessions. This is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. They turn their backs and run because they have, made li- they have been made liable to destruction. I will, not, I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy among you uh, who among you is devoted to destruction. So basically he says, all right, this is why. Okay, here's the failure. Here's why. Here's what you need to do. So they do that. They go, they bring all the people. Unfortunately, this, this Achan guy loses his life because back in the Old Testament, they stone people for these kind of disobedience. And then God says to them, all right, do not be discouraged. Now in, in Joshua chapter 8, verse 1, then, then the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Take the whole army with you and go up and attack Ai. For I have delivered into your hands the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. Okay, so, so they go, they respond. There's a failure. They cry out. They want to give up. God speaks to them. He says, This is what you did. This is what you need to do. Now go and take victory. Now in your life, in my life, there, there's, on your notes, there's a little quote from John Hersey. It says, Learning starts with failure. The first failure is the beginning of education. Right? Would you agree? You're still, you're still sleeping. Some of you are worried. Again, you've got that star gaze looking like you've had too much watching the Weather Channel and all that stuff. Joshua and, and, and the Israelites saw great things. They made a mistake. They failed. They learned from the victory. And then from that point on, this kind of thing, I don't, if I look through the Scriptures, did not happen again. So in your life, People don't like to fail. Who likes to fail? No one likes to fail, right? But sometimes we're so afraid of failure, we're afraid to live. Right? We're so afraid of failure, we're afraid to try something different. We're we're afraid to go out. And so what God is saying to us through the Scriptures, and and really His life is God is for us, and who can be against us? Amen? God is for us. So I want to talk about some things in life, all right? So when you and I fail personally, what's the result? Do, do we feel sorry for ourselves? Do we withdraw from the task? Do we withdraw from people? Or do we say, you know what, sure, I failed or that was a mistake. And do we learn from it? 
Do we go and hide and say, I'm never going to do that again? Or do we say, you know what? I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to get better. I'm going to grow. I want to be what God wants me to be. Your response to failure will determine your future. Right? It's only logical, right? If you shrink up, hide, you're going to just shrink up and die. You say, you know what? That was bad. I made a mistake. Or that, that was a thing that I'm not going to do again. And you learn from it and you grow. You're going to go forward with God. Amen? God wants you to go forward. Amen? Come on now, I need, you to, I need you to be interactive with me. So number one, the first thing is some things are certain in life, right? Some things are certain. Like you hear the statement, taxes and death are certain, right? Okay, right? So you hear that? But there's another thing. Also another certainty is failure. Failure is a certainty. Without failure, people don't succeed. Without failure, you and I never learn. Without failure, you and I, our faith will not grow, Right? Think about the things you do well, okay? I, let me tell you something I do very well. I eat well. I can shut my eyes, I can take food, and I can put food in my mouth without my eyes being open. I can eat food laying down. I can eat food sitting... I can eat food driving. I, I excel at eating. But if you talk to my mom, who's in heaven now, when I first started eating, I didn't excel at eating. Very well. I mean, I had hard time. The food was in my hair, my face, you know, it was all over the place. It was on the floor. And I think about our girls when they were babies and, and the food that we cleaned up off the floor. I mean, there was probably more food on the floor and on them than, than in their mouth. But you see, I didn't go, I'm a failure. I'm never, I'm never going to eat again. What did I do? I just said, I'm gonna, I've got to eat. I'm going to keep eating and now I'm good at eating. Amen? I'm glad and I'm proud of that. And you see, so in life... Nothing you start out, and there's always beginner's luck and all that, but whatever you start, whatever task you start, you're probably going to fail the first time you try it. Amen? Reaching out to a loved one, telling someone about Jesus, being involved in a ministry, getting a new job, going to a new career, reaching out and, and, and trying to build a relationship, you're going to fail sometimes at those things. Amen? But instead of shrinking back and hiding it, because what happens is our nature, eating is second nature to me. Right? Driving sometimes is second nature. Of course, when I get too distracted while you're texting me about stuff, no, I don't text when I drive. But, but there are things that you do that they are now second nature to you, but when you first started doing them, you failed at them. And so that you say, Pastor, that's different. Eating is different than life. No, eating is part of life, right? Okay? And so what's the difference between that and a relationship or a career or a spiritual growth or reaching out to a friend or doing a new thing that God wants or that dream that God has for you you're probably, I'm going to be honest with you, because I'm an optimist, you can ask my wife, but you're going to probably fail the first time you go out. Or you're not going to get the results the first time you try something that you would like. So you either quit, you go and hide, you feel sorry for yourself, you blame others, you blame God, or you say, you know what, what can I learn from this? And we're going to talk about that for a few moments. Are you good with that? So in life, there are certain things that are, that are certain. Death, taxes, and failure. And, and, and failure... Is, is a thing that you can learn from. It will grow you. You see, because winners fail and they keep going on because of failure. Losers stop. They quit. They shrink. They hide. And God doesn't want you to hide. God wants you to go forward. Amen? So you need to accept the reality is failure is part of life. Just say that. Failure is part of life. It's just part of life. And we live in such a society today, and I tell you this and I told you this, that, that I look at what my mom and dad did for 
myself and my two brothers growing up, the stuff that they provided. And I look at my life and where I'm at in my stage of life. My life is much better than, than where my parents were. I have much more things and access to life. And, and in this, this culture of, uh, of care, we, we sometimes over-care for our kids. We over-care for people. We, we try not to let our kids fall. And really, sometimes your kids need to fall sometimes to learn. Right? When they were walking, some of you were like... you Remember, I mean, some of you have those little... You know, we use it for our, little, our kids too, those little things that keep your kids from falling. But eventually, you know, can you imagine a 21-year-old having one of those things still going around? You know, and they can't fall. And, I mean, that, they would be embarrassed, right? And imagine you're right there. Oh, oh, Jimmy, oh, you know. And there comes a time when you've got to let little Jimmy or Sally or, or Javier or, you know, whoever it is, you've got to let them grow up sometime. And so as parents, we're, they, they call it helicopter parenting. You know what I'm talking about? We're like, you know, everywhere you're, so your kids don't fail. And when the teacher says, and you're at the teacher's, what, how dare you? You gave my kid an app. Well, your kid didn't study. That's not fair. You know, what kind of a school is this? And so, you know, you're like, oh, don't, let's wipe them. Don't, don't, don't eat that. Oh, germs, don't eat that. Oh, don't, you know. And so we, we keep our kids from growing through failure. And so what's happened now is we have a society of people who don't want to fail because they're afraid of failure. And failure is part of life. Amen? Are you following me? Everything works this way. You've got to accept the reality. Failure is a road to success if you allow it to be. Or failure can crash you and you can just live a terrible life stuck and blaming everybody instead of saying, you know what? It wasn't my fault, but I'm still going to learn from this. Amen? So let me go through nine things just for a few moments. To, to dealing with failure. Number two, steps to dealing with failure. Okay, this is, not a, this is not an exhaustive list. You might be exhausted after today. The first thing is this, is normalize and deal with failure. Okay? To take ownership of your life and where you want to be, you must take ownership of your failure. Again, the sermon series, it's not my fault. We like to blame everyone else for our failures. You cannot blame everyone for your failures all the time. There are times when you fail because of someone else. That's understandable. Okay? But you cannot blame people for your failure. It's like buying a house or a car. So if you, if you lease a car or you rent a house, you ultimately don't care about that as much. Some of you do, some of you don't. But I, I, um, I've lived in leased houses. I, I remember before I got married, I lived in a, a townhome and it was leased before me and, and the people that leased it trashed it. Uh, and then I got charged for what they did, okay, for what they did. So, you know, I lost some money. But then when I bought my own house, I thought, man, I'm going to take good care of this. I'm going to treat this thing well. I'm going I'm to I'm grow from this. Uh, this is what God's given me. So your life, you've got to take failure. So you know what? This isn't mom and dad. This isn't the government. This isn't the pastor. This, isn't, this is my life. I own this failure. This is on me. Now, what am I going to do with it? How am I going to grow from this? Does that make sense? You see, when you own something, you care about it. If you think you're a leaser, or this, this is, yeah, my mom and dad will take care of that. The government will take care of that. The pastor will take care of that. You cannot go through life like that all your life. You've got to take responsibility for your life sometime. And one of those things that you and I need to take responsibility for is failure. Amen? Are you following me? Because ultimately, you are responsible for your life. I mean, yes, when you have a little baby, you're responsible. And that child gets to the point where they're, they're old enough to make decisions, they're old enough to live on their own. That child, that person has to be responsible for their life. Amen? One day or the other. Okay, so here it is. You must look at failures. It's normal. Everybody fails. It's a normal part of life. You've got to accept that reality is 
Failure is part of life. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm overdoing this, but I'm trying to get it in your mind. John 16.33, check out though what God says about His love for us. I have told you these things so that you may, not, you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You're going to have trouble. You're going to have failures. Take heart. God is there to help you win. Isn't that awesome? Come on, you should be shouting right now. You should praise God and going excited. Expect trouble. Expect failure. But also expect God to be there with you through the whole time. To lift you up. To be a source of help. To be a source of wisdom. To be a source of strength. God loves you. He doesn't want you to be a failure. Amen? He wants you to grow through failure. So the second thing. The second step is find out what failure means to you. What do you do? What do you feel when you fail? What happens when you fail? Do you feel bad and and you get deflated? Does all the hope go out of your life? Do you tell yourself that you're a loser? Do you think success is for others and not for you? Do you think there's no answer to your situation? Well, that's fine, Pastor Sam, but you don't understand my situation. My situation is different. And that is true. But God, remember, I told you, God gives a way out of every situation. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Do you begin to hate God and think He's not for you? Most see failure as a harmful thing in life. And you've got to realize, okay, failure is a teacher. Failure is not harmful unless I allow it to harm my life. Amen? So you've got to say, okay, how do I react to, to failure? Do I see it as a harmful thing or do I see it as a learning experience? Are you, are you with me? If you shut down, blame, demean yourself, you will not learn from failure. But if you say, you know what? I didn't like that. It hurt. But what can I grow? How can I learn from this? You're going to go forward. Amen? So how do you react to failure? Do you see it as, I can't fail. I, I, it's harmful. Or do you say, you know what? It's going to hurt, but I'm going to grow from this. Okay, how many times does it take you to touch a hot stove? One time, right? Unless you have no feelings in your, in your fingers. You're going to learn from that, aren't you? Oh, I'm a failure of a person. I'm just going to quit. Right? You don't do that. What do you do? I'm not going to touch a hot stove again. Success, right? You win. Right? So, so in the same sense, you don't shut down when you fail at a, at a job, at a career, at a relationship, at a spiritual growth or, or something God's asking. You. you don't quit. You go on. You learn from it. Amen? Okay? So then the next thing. The next thing, number three, is go ahead and say, I failed. Say that. I failed. Some of you can't say that, can you? You're like, I tried. Go ahead. Just say, I failed. I failed. And you see, you've got to begin to say, okay, to get over something, a major step to moving past your shortcomings, their fault is to say, I failed. You've got to be able to admit that you've made a mistake or it didn't work or, you know what, it just, and say that, I failed. It didn't work. I blew it. I, I, I didn't have a clue what I was doing and I've got a lot to learn. That's okay. And you look at people who you might say they're successful. You look at biblical people who've grown. They said, I failed. I made a mistake. Or, you know what, that didn't work out the way I wanted, but, but I'm going to grow. Okay, winners look at it away and say, I failed. I made a mistake. How can I grow from this? How can I go forward? Amen? So it's actually, it's actually, let me tell you, it's actually liberating when you just say, you know what, I blew it. Did you know that people will respond better to a leader, whether it's a pastor, a president, a CEO, or a boss, if the boss can say, you know what, this project, this task, it failed and I'm sorry, I blew it. 
Let's learn from this. Let's go forward. Versus someone saying, well, that wasn't my fault. That was your fault. That was their fault. That was this fault. And, 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 and so people's trust in a leader like that erodes if they're constantly blaming someone else. And so it, it, it takes a man or a woman of God to say, you know what? Uh, yeah, I, I'm leading this and, and I blew it. This wasn't right for us. I'm sorry. Let's learn from this. That is liberating for you. When you can tell your company, you know what? Yeah, I tried this thing and it just didn't work. What can we learn from this? You know, you tell your, your children as a parent, I blew it. I made a mistake. Amen? It's liberating. You can grow from that versus blaming other people. Check out how winners handle failure. Same thing. They laugh about it. You know, man, I, I did this and a man, what else? Horrible. Wasn't that horrible, right? That's how winners see instead of, oh man, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm a loser. No, they laugh at it. They, they, they say, yeah, you know, I, okay, I made a mistake. Let's talk about it. Let's learn from it. Let's go forward. Amen? That's kind of a biblical concept. Learn from it. Learn from things. Grow from it and move forward. Amen? Get around people who are honest about their shortcomings. I don't know about you. I don't ever want to be around people that have never have made a mistake. They have no problems because that's not a real person. Real people make mistakes. Real people have failures. They're honest about their shortcomings. And they'll grow and you'll grow from being around those kind of people. Amen? Alright, the next one is this. Number, number four. Learn from it. I'm kind of talking about that's kind of the same theme. Learn from it. When something doesn't go right, don't beat yourself up. Again, I, that's one of my bad traits. I will beat myself up. I'm the, I, will, I will demean myself. I'll yell at myself. I will tell myself all kinds of things. And now, th- don't sound sick, but there's things like in industry and in church ministries and, and in life, you know, we, there's a thing that say, okay, have an, have an autopsy or debriefing over the situation. What went well? What didn't go well? What didn't we think through? So ask those questions. What, what did we do wrong? What did we do right? What did I do wrong? What did I do right? Look at the failure. Learn from the failure. Ask critical questions. A growing person, a mature person, is going to be able to handle critical questions when a failure happens. Right? An immature person, they're going to get mad. They're going to walk off. How dare you question me? Sorry, Dave. Haley, how dare you think that, a, that, I, that I made a mistake? That'll keep you awake, won't it? How dare you? But a, a, a leader, a true person, a humble person, you know, yes, we made a mistake. What, what did we do wrong here? What can we grow? So ask your, those questions. What did we miss along the way? What did I miss along the way? What choices did I make that I won't do again? Remember the hot stove? Okay, I, I'm not going to touch the hot stove again. I'm going to learn from that. What skills do I need to, to make a difference this time? What blind spots were there that I didn't see, that I did not want to see? You see, until you learn to, to get things right, you and I are going to keep making the same mistakes. Remember, that, the, remember the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results? That's insanity, right? So learn from your mistakes. Move forward. Now the next thing, step five, is get forgiveness. Get forgiveness. Every one of us don't want to fail. We don't. We don't want to fail. And, and it is, I know, failure hurts. And so sometimes when you fail, you feel like you failed God, you failed your family, you failed the church, you failed your company, you failed your children, you failed your spouse, you failed your friends. And you've got to again realize, go back to, okay, everyone fails. Nobody is perfect. Right? And then you've got to say, okay, listen, man, I made a mistake, or we failed. As long as you feel guilty and condemned about that failure, you're not going to grow. 
If you continue to go, well, Pastor Stan, back in 1959 or 1969 or 1979, I'm going to move up, 1989, 1999, 2009, I did this one thing and I just can't... And you're, you're letting that condemnation from the devil beat you up. You've got to say, you know what? I made a mistake. I forgive myself. God, help me to forgive anyone else or, and Lord, forgive me for making a mistake. Amen? Because you're never going to feel better feeling guilty about yourself. Amen? Guilt and condemnation are from the devil. Guilt and condemnation are from the devil. He's going to constantly remind you about your mistakes. And if you feel guilty, you're mad at yourself, if you're ashamed, you're afraid, you're never going to get over, overcome these things and you'll never grow in that area. But you've got to say, all right, man, Lord, I forgive myself. Lord, forgive me. I forgive others who failed me. And then say, I for, forgive me for failing other people. In fact, listen to this. Romans 8.1 says this, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Isn't that awesome? There's no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Who is there to condemn you? Nobody. So stop beating yourself up over failure. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. Amen? And maybe you need to say to someone else, Hey, forgive me. I messed up. I blew it. It takes a man or a woman of God to say that. Amen? Number six. Number six. I'm moving along. Number six. Look at your response. Look at your response. Because again, negative feelings and emotions tend to stick around after you and I make a mistake or we, we fail at something. Figure out what you do. Okay? When you fail, do you withdraw? When you fail, do you get angry at yourself or you get angry at everyone else? When you fail, do you give up? When you fail, do you not try again? When you fail, do you eat, overeat and overdrink or, over-medic- or try to self-medicate yourself in unhealthy ways? When you fail, do you look for meaningless distractions that get you no closer to where you want to be? When you fail, do you make excuses or do you blame other people? When you fail, do you avoid looking at it and do you remain in denial of the failure? So those are just questions you need to ask yourself. When I fail at this ministry, when I fail at this outreach, when I fail at this job thing, when I failed in a relationship, when I failed at whatever it is, ask yourself, how do I respond? How do I, how do, I do these things? You must uncover these negative results and say, man, I'm going to learn. I've got to get over that. And sometimes you've got to realize, okay, I've got to look at this stuff. How do I respond? How am I going to do something different? And then say, God, help me to learn from this. And Lord, send someone along my path who will help me. Amen? You doing okay? Number seven. You're really quiet today. Step seven. To learn from failure is go for it again. Go at it again. Okay, now, again, I'm talking, I've been watching a little bit of the, the World Series and the baseball playoffs, and I, yeah, I wanted the, the Washington Nationals to go, but it, it didn't happen. But now, we've talked about baseball. In the sense of baseball, if you want to become a home run king, guess what you have to do? You have to swing the bat. And so, so in, order for, in order for you to go forward, you've got to keep swinging. You've got to keep trying. You cannot shut down. In fact, in, in order for a home run king to become a home run king or a home run queen, whoever it is, they have to up their strikeout record. They have to up failures to grow more. Why? Because they have to keep trying. Because if you ever watch baseball, they don't hit every ball that gets thrown to them, right? And so a home run king is also a lot of times a strikeout king. And so in your life, the more failures you have, probably the, there's, this is good news, the more success that you're going to have. 
if you continue to learn from those failures. Do you see what I'm saying? In order for you to go on and to grow in life, you've got to keep swinging. You've got to keep trying. You've got to keep stepping out. You've got to try and do what God wants you to do. Are you following me? Persistence after failure is the key to success. Persistence after failure is the key to success in your spiritual life. Some of you, in your spiritual life, I want to go closer to God, but I keep falling to the same thing. Then, then ask God, what am I doing? Where am I failing? How can I grow? And how can I just get better? And how can I keep stepping up? Or ministry. Maybe you started a ministry. There's been ministries I've started and things that I do in ministry today that flop bad. So I pray about it. I say, okay, Lord, what can I learn from this? Do I go on with this? Do I keep going? If I feel it's from the Lord, I will keep going with that. And if you feel like something's from the Lord, that dream that God has given you for your life, for your family, for your individuality, if you feel it's from God, keep on it. Amen? Keep swinging. You're going to fail some, but you're also going to win. Amen? Number eight, step, step number eight, is there are sometimes, because I'm a realist also, I'm an optimist, but I am a realist, is sometimes you have to have the funeral. There are some things that just, you, you just have to have the funeral. It just, it's just not going to work. And specifically, we must be realistic enough to face the facts that some cases of failure do mean that this is not meant to be. Amen? For instance, maybe you, your company's bankrupt. There's nothing more you can do. If that company went belly up, you cannot keep swinging. Okay? There's that old saying, you know, you've got to learn how to dismount the horse when it's dead. You can't beat a dead horse to go further. And there are some things, maybe the relationship's over, maybe you're in a dating relationship, uh, or maybe something happened and it's over. And there's no next step to make it work. So sometimes, winners know and they accept this and they have a funeral. They say it hurt, that was awful, they cry, they yell, they get mad... They, they, they play taps, and then they move on. And you see, for some of us, we have this dream that someone put into our life, or, or, or you know, and I see this, and please, please hear me, but there are people that are very gifted in music, and, 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 and they make me sick. No, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to have that kind of people in our church. But also in my life, you know, I have a little music talent that, I, that God has given me, and in my life, I've met people who have no musical talent at all. It doesn't how many thousands of dollars they spend on lessons. They just need to bury that dream. Do you understand what I'm saying? And there's some of us who, who we have these athletic dreams. I'm going to be the next Michael Jordan. I'm going to be the next. And, and for some of us, you're like, the, you know what? You just don't have it. And some of those dreams, you just got to bury those dreams. Yes, you need to be active. You need to walk. You, need, you can watch football on TV. You can watch soccer on TV. You know, it may at least cheer. Amen? Okay, do you see what I'm saying? There are some things that you just can't do. Even though, even though you hear pastors saying you can do anything, but I can't be a heart surgeon tomorrow. You don't want me doing operation on you tomorrow because I have no idea what I'm going to do. Right? You don't want me representing you in a court of law because I'm not a lawyer. Do you see what I'm saying? So there are some things that we get this mindset, well, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Yes, God can all of a sudden, boom, I can have some talent. But the reality is some of us need to bury some things and just go on. Be realistic about it, right? This is not... I, I, I've tried and this... Yeah, this really wasn't for the Lord. Just, I, it just doesn't work. Bury it. Have a funeral. Play taps. You know, and then cry over it and then move on. Amen? Go forward. Say, man, that was terrible. Yeah, I had some bad things. But listen to this. When, when you experience the death of a dream, listen to this. Not everything is lost. Not everything 
is lost. You have a vast amount of experience from that loss. You can now help other people. Because you've mourned. You've been comforted. You've moved on now. You say, you know, that wasn't for me. And you can help others who maybe that, that's not their call. Or maybe that is their call. God, listen to this. God can bring good things out of all bad things. That's hard for us to believe. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Isn't that awesome? God can work all things for His good. So step number nine, again, I'm kind of sounding repetitive, learn that you can learn. Okay? I don't like hearing people say, man, I'm stupid. I'll never learn. That's a lie from the devil. You are not stupid. You have a brain. You have the, probably the most functional brain of all created beings in this, on this planet. You are different. You are set apart. God has a call on your life. Well, I'll never get power. Don't say that kind of stuff. Well, Pastor, you just said have a funeral. Yeah, have a funeral and move on. Or, if that's a God-given dream, learn from it and move on. The children of Israel learned from their mistake at Ai. They learn it and they never, they never experienced, they never repeated that same mistake again. And you see, victims, there's a difference between a victim and a winner. A victim looks at it and says, this is the way it's always going to be, I'm just never going to get ahead. A winner says, you know what, we, that, that failed, how can I go forward now? How am I going to win? How am I going to fulfill what God has called me to do? Winners take a different attitude. I failed, how can I make it work? A loser says, it's just never going to happen. God puts into you the, it's going to happen, God help me to go forward. That's something God puts in you. Okay? Winners know they can always learn. You need to know that in everything that you go through life, you, you can get unstuck. Some of you feel like you're stuck in your career. Maybe you're stuck in a relationship. Maybe you're stuck in your faith. Maybe you're stuck at this church. Oh my goodness. I mean, what a terrible thing to be stuck at this church. It's not. So then say, God, okay, how can I learn from this thing? You see, you know what makes you and I different than our dogs and our cats? Is we can learn to learn. Dogs and cats learn. My dog knows that I play a trick on him, you know, I, I'll act like I'm going to go out the back door and then he goes out his little doggy door and I'll stay there and I'll, I wait for him. He comes back in. I act like I'm going to go out. He goes out. I stay there. He comes in. And finally he just sits there and he'll look at me like, I'm going to go out when you go out. Okay. He can learn, but guess what? In an hour, I'll do the same thing to him. And he'll, he'll do the same thing. And then the next day, I can do the same thing, and he'll, he'll do that. He'll go, he'll go in and out three or four times. He hasn't learned to learn. You see, if I do that to my kids, they're going to they're gonna just sit down and say, Dad, you're a goofball. Because they can learn to learn, not to repeat that same mistake over. Human beings have that ability. You see, you can learn from your situation and learn to learn. Okay, that was a horrible thing. Now I'm going to learn, I'm going to overcome, and I'm going to go forward. Amen? Do you see what I'm saying? God made humans with the ability to learn more complex ways than any other creature. And not only that, you can learn to achieve what God has called you to do. By learning to do what you need to do. That doesn't make sense to some of you. What I'm saying is you, can, you have the ability to learn how to overcome. In other words, if you are a musician 
and, and you failed your piano recital. And you know, uh, I remember in college taking music theory, and I had, I had to, as a, as, as a music uh, theory person minor, I had, to learn, I had to learn how to play the, the piano, the guitar, classical guitar, I had to do vocals. And, and so I remember I had to learn how to play uh, Beethoven's Fur Elise, and I was scared to death. You know, and, and the, the professor's up there, you know, okay, go ahead, go ahead and stand, you know. You're playing it, you know. You know, you're all nervous and all that. And if you make a mistake, and if you have some music talent, you can learn. Okay, I made a mistake there. I'm not going to allow the professor to scare me anymore. You see what I'm saying? You can learn to learn how to overcome. And so whatever you have been called to do, God has given you a great computer, bigger than any supercomputer in the world, that you can learn how to learn to succeed. Does that make sense now? You can learn to learn from your failures. You can succeed. You can do whatever God has called you to do. Amen? You see, you can learn what you need to do. If a couple has communication problems, they can learn to communicate. A depressed person can learn to overcome depression. A parent with an out-of-control child can learn how to discipline effectively. A person without a career can learn a new skill. A person without faith can learn about God. A person with a pattern of failed relationships can learn the relationship skills that they need to have good relationships. Do you see what I'm saying? You Not only can you learn from mistakes, but you can learn how to learn and become a better person and become a winner for what God has called you to do. But because you believe and you can learn, your life is not hopeless. Say that with me. My life is not hopeless. God has destined me to win. Proverbs 24.14 Know also that wisdom is, is sweet to your soul. If you find it, there is a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. Use wisdom. Learn. Amen? Here's the last thing, number three. The last thing, number three, is this. Is only the best fail. Joshua and the Israelites, they learned from their mistake and they took, they ended up taking the promised land. They made some other mistakes, but overall they never made that same mistake again. They went forward and they took the promised land. Imagine if they got stuck at AI. Imagine if they kept repeating the same thing. Imagine if they just quit. But they didn't quit. They learned, they repented, they went forward. Let me, let's look at a failure. You, you might have heard this example. There was a failure a politician who was a failure. Listen to his life. His, he, he failed at a lot of things. Listen to this. The love of his life died. He had a nervous breakdown. He failed in business multiple times. He was defeated when he ran for state legislator. He lost many jobs. He was defeated when he ran for the Speaker of the State House. He was defeated for, the nomi- for a nomination to Congress. He lost a, a renomination and was rejected as a land officer. Would you think this guy was going to quit? You're saying, this guy's a loser, Right? Okay, listen to this. He was defeated for U.S. Senate. He was defeated for a nomination of vice president and was again defeated for the Senate. Can you imagine if this was you? How would you feel? Would you withdraw? Would you think you're a loser? Would you quit? Would you give up? Well, fortunately for us, this man did not quit. This person became the president of the United States. And he was one of the, he was one of the greatest presidents at a most difficult time of the period of the U.S. history. His name was Abraham Lincoln. You see, God used all that failure to prepare him for some big things because when Abraham Lincoln came into office, he came into what's called the Civil War. And it was a terrible time in U.S. history. 
But because of all his failures, because of his tenacity to keep getting up, to keep getting up and keep trying, he said, we can make it through this. In fact, he also helped pass the Emancipation Proclamation, which was one of the best things our nation ever did. And so this was a powerful thing. And so, so you and I might think, man, what a failure. But he became a success. He continually learned from failures in his life. And he placed him, it placed him in a place of prosperity for not only him, but for the nation and the nations of the world. Would you stand with me this morning? Those are going to be, get water baptized. If you want to go and get ready and get changed, and then we're going to, we're going to do that in a few moments. We're, we, we'll probably have, we could have an altar time. Uh, but I just want you to think about this. You too, listen to this, you too can get up and learn from failure. Amen? You see, some of you think, man, I failed in my marriage, Pastor Chan. I failed in this job. I failed in this, this ministry. I failed in school. I failed at this. I failed at that. I'm a failure. That's a lie from the devil. You are not a failure. Amen? You can learn. You can go on. I, just don't, I don't want to go on. You can go on. You should go on. Amen? You should have faith because with faith and understanding, failure is not the end. Amen? Listen to me. This is very important for some of you. Some of you you're considering maybe a, a career crossroads change, maybe going into schooling or, or, or something or starting a relationship or ending a relationship or, or whatever. Maybe you tried a project at work or tried a ministry and you failed. I want to challenge you. If it's from God, it's, you've got to keep going forward because you're not going to fail with God on your side. Amen? If God is for us, then who can be against us? And God can work all things out for you, for the good of you. And so I want to challenge you, learn from these things, these nine steps, write them down, study them, look at the scriptures and say, God, I want to go forward, I want to learn this morning. I want to be what you want me to be this morning, amen? This morning, my friends, I just want to spend a few moments and I want to just, I want you to be open to what God is asking you to do right now. And I'll probably have an altar time, I want to pray right now. And I want to let the, the Spirit guide us right now. Father God, we need you right now. We need you in our lives. All of us in this room have failed at things. Some of us have failed and learned from them. Some of us have failed and we're still learning. Some of us have failed and we've shrunk back and we're hiding now. We don't want to go forward anymore. Lord, help us to go forward. Help us to learn from our mistakes. Help us not to take failure personal all the time. Sure, we may have made the mistake, but let us learn from that so it doesn't defeat us the next time around, God. Help us to use the knowledge and the power and the faith in you that we can overcome. We are overcomers through Christ Jesus because you're in us and you're with us, Father God. And so, Lord, this morning, help my friends in this room. Maybe they have a failed relationship, a failed business, a failed job, failed education, failed this, a failed ministry, something they failed at. Lord, let us learn from those failures and let us go on and be godly people and see the success, God. Let us be inspired by a person like an Abraham Lincoln or a Joshua or a Moses. There's other people that throughout history we can learn from who they failed but they kept trying. And finally, a success came. That, Lord, there is success in continuing to try to go forward, God. So help us to learn. This morning, Lord, I want to spend a few moments and I want to give opportunity, Lord, for those maybe they've never given their lives to Jesus Christ. And they want to do that. And maybe they feel like they're in a holding pattern, in a failure situation. And so this morning, I want to give opportunity, Lord God. I pray, I pray that, Lord, you're speaking to them right now, Holy Spirit, that they say, you know what, I need to give my life to Jesus. I've been running. I'm trying. I'm trying too much on my own. I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to make Him the Lord of my life. I need Him to be my Savior of my life. Friends, with, with everyone's eyes closed, everyone's heads bowed, if this is you, if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, He's drawing you to make a commitment to live for Him, to give your life to Him, that He would be the Savior of your life, would you just quickly raise your hand and say, that's me, Pastor Jen. I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. Hands up, hands down.
Okay. Anyone else? All right, hands down, eyes closed. Would everyone please repeat after me? Just everyone repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I recognize that you're the Savior of all. I accept your salvation. I accept your love. Please forgive me of my sins and my failures. Wash me with your blood. Fill me with your spirit. And make me new today in you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, don't leave. If you said that prayer, I have a booklet for you. It's a little green book about what to do. Talk to me. But here's what I want to do. I want to pray with anyone. If you have, you say, Pastor, I want to go forward. I want to go forward. This is going to be kind of awkward because we're already preparing for the water baptism. But would you just do this so I can pray with you, okay? Would you, again, just help me. Just close your eyes just for a moment. Close your eyes and bow your head so I can pray specifically for what I'm going to ask to pray for. Maybe some of you in this room with your eyes closed, heads bowed, you feel like you're a failure and you want to be delivered from that. Would you just raise your hand so that's me. I want to be delivered from this mindset. I feel like I'm a failure. Come on, hands up. Hands down. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters, my friends that raise their hand and they say, I feel like a failure. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I, re- I rebuke that lie from the devil. Deliver them from that lie. Let them know they are great people. You have put great things in their lives. Help them, God, whether it's a relationship, it's a job, it's a career, it's parenting, it's a spiritual matter, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a, an emotional matter. Lord, help them to realize you are greater than their failures. And so let them never say to themselves again, they're a failure. We're all going to fail. We're all going to make mistakes. But we're going to learn from them. So help them now in the name of Jesus. Now, still with your eyes closed, your heads bowed. Some of you say, Pastor Stan, I have a hard time admitting that I have failed. And I want to admit and I want to learn from my failure. If that's you, would you, with your eyes closed, heads bowed, say, that I have a hard time admitting failure, but I want, to, I want to admit from it and I want to learn. Would you raise your hand? So that's me. I have a hard time admitting I make mistakes. I, ha- I have a hard time admitting failure. Okay, hands up, hands down. For my friends that have a hard time, Lord, thank you for the honesty this morning. Let them learn that there's actually freedom from saying, I blew it. I made a mistake. I I didn't do that right. How can I get better? Help them to 